well hello there <laughs> hello there hello everyone welcome back to another episode of the hd podcast i we haven't even we haven't even called the intro yet you know what fuck this we're not gonna call the intro subverting your expectations let's go roll the intro for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Hamza, also known as Dekvitin, I'm here with... Deeraj from D for DJ. Hello everyone, welcome to the HD Podcast. It, it is a very wonderful Sunday when we're recording this. Uh, here's a reminder, never record your podcasts on a rush. Uh, because I have less than 12 hours to edit and upload this whole thing. But hey, we have more topical content, am I right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, uh, how has your week been, man? Week's been alright. Um, I went to the arcade um a few days ago with a friend. Nice. I've never been to an arcade in a while, so this is a first. So, and oh, I even good. got a, I even got the card for it as well. Ah, oh, cool. I I it's been a while since I went to arcades as well. Like because of the because you know video games in general. Like, mm. it's the same thing as arcades, but it's but it has a very different feel to it all. True that. True that. And I tried playing that racing game, uh, Maximum Tomb, right? Uh-huh. I suck. I keep crashing into every corner. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite ones would have to be the bike one. Like, the ones where you literally just, like, tilt your body with a bike. Oh, that one. Okay. Those are fun as hell. Also, one of my friends got me into, like, um, there's this one washing machine game. It's, like, a rhythm game. Like, which looks like washing a washing machine. machine. It's it's called My My. Oh, Oh no! Is it where he taps like yeah, all yeah, over yeah, his? Yeah, I know that yeah. one. Yeah, I know that one. I was, I was watching my friend try out one of the like hard songs. I think. Mm, no, there's there's a few good songs in there, and I'll be honest, mm. like that that made me interested in rhythm games in general. Having said that, Friday Night Funkin' is way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> left, right, left, yeah, right. Eh. Ah. <laughs> okay, seriously, um. <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay, look, with 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 the, with the Nintendo Switch, right? Like, um, you know that there are some games which is like you can buy like a, a steering wheel for racing games, and you can just put your Joy-Con in it. Uh, for Nintendo? Yeah, for for like Switch games with racing, there's a separate uh, accessory where you can like just put your Joy-Con in a in a steering wheel and just move it around. I do not know that, but I know that for the Nintendo Wii. Oh yeah, the Wii also has that. I think they took the, it from the, the Wii. Wii. The Wii has the steering wheel thing for if you like, you place the Nintendo Wii remote in the middle thing, and then you just make it so it looks like as though you're actually driving it. Yeah, the wireless. Man. So, man, I, I I remember playing with the Wii like back when I was I don't know less than ten years old. We had that as some kind of a like when I was on a learning journey to some museum in Singapore, like they had this exhibit where you know. You could you could use the Wii to play bowling or something. I forgot. Oh yeah, right. I remember. That. Was, <laughs> I remember back in my primary school, right? Um, where like I, some students, I'm not sure. Well, well, it was the reason. I think it's like if they were like, um, good students or something. Um, get to like play the um games room to play the uh, into Nintendo Wii and stuff, right? Yeah. Um. What was and? that? Uh, hold up. And there was like uh, different types of like Wii games, like uh, fencing and and uh, what was it um like the bowling ball and stuff and a lot of other like uh love other like uh Wii type of games that involve like body movement and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, we we really encourage you to like you know get up and move. Same thing with the connect. What do you think? What do you think popularized like you know movement based playing? Do you think it was the connect or the we? Mm. Uh, it's, 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 it's not a question like, of which it, came it, first it's a question of which popularized it yeah that's, uh, that's what I was about to say Um, I, I feel like the Wii was more popular at the time I guess mm. compared to Connect. and at the time uh, Wii uh, Nintendo Wii was like like, uh, like what many wanted more compared to the Kinect true, true furthermore the Kinect was a little bit janky yeah and, and remember, there was also like I think what game what good games were there on the Nintendo Wii Sonic Generations I think so the Wii also had like Wii Sports if you want to think about that oh wait right I think I remember uh, Sonic and the Black Knight was one of them oh yeah Sonic and the Black Knight speaking of which there's a Sonic 2 movie and it's already started production ooh that's cool and Tails is going to be in that movie isn't it yes yes Tails indeed um yeah that I think that that's going to be the whole pitch of like, you know, tales in the huge, like the real world kind of thing. Um, but yeah, right, right now it's, it's coming close to like, you know, it, it is, it is going to be released April next year. So I'm very excited about that. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, another thing which is interesting to know about is um, with the Sonic movie, like the writers from that movie, they're also writing Ace Ventura free. They're writing a third Ace Ventura movie. Oh, that's unexpected. <laughs> yeah. So Ace Ventura was something that like, you know, we were too young for, I think, back then. It kind of ended in the 1990s. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Around yeah. 1998, I think. Yeah, yeah. But what I but I what I did know was uh it was very, you know, it was kind of like what it was like a draft version of what Eric Andre does now, like very like over the top Jim Carreyisms, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the, it is, I mean, it is Jim Carrey after all, so... Yeah, Jim Carrey always does it over the top. I think that's why he's a very, you know, prolific actor. Mm. Like, people really love him throughout the generations and so on and so forth. <sighs> Poker! <laughs> it's, that, I, lo- that, I love that, in the mask. That's not Venture. Oh, yeah, that, that's Mask, right? Hmm. Damn, the mask was a good He movie. can also play, like... But he can also play, uh, like, some serious roles as well. Like the the, uh, the, Dis- the Disney's the, Christmas Carol one, and the Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. Wait, have have you seen the the two thousand nine Christmas Carol from Disney? I think it's directed by Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. Uh, Robert Zemeckis. So. Hmm. You should watch that. I don't know whether it's on Disney Plus because it's from a different studio. Hmm. Fair point. But the art design was genuinely creepy. <laughs> creepy. I mean, yeah, the art design. It felt very um, Polar Express, Monster House kind of thing. I yeah, I think it was it was like heavily mocapped. Oh, hmm. I think I saw this on Channel Five actually. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like they would have censored the hell out. Of it me. was an animated movie. Yeah, something. it was an animated movie from two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah, it's two thousand nine. Looks like something out of like the Polar Express. <laughs> yeah, that's because it's Robert Zemeckis, man. He's direct. He directed the film, and he also directed Polo Express, right? Uh, uh, hold on. Right? Yeah, Zemeckis directed the Polo Express. I'm not wrong. Let's see. Um, who directed? Yeah, it was Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, that's some good shit. I want to watch Polo Express again. Anyway, um, music is out on rental right now on Amazon Prime. Do you think I should get it? Music? What music? 
the the controversial film that Sia made, which released in February this year. Oh, that one. Is it is it worth oh. is it worth five dollars? I'm not sure. I I I don't even know what it's like. It's about um, it's about hmm. autistic girl, hmm. but played by a normal girl. Yeah. I think that that's the only con. That's one of the only controversies that they have. It's like it feels like it's black. It feels like it's blackface in a bit. I mean, for the movie one, there they didn't have like an actual dis. Uh, disabled kid to play. Yeah, they didn't mm. have that. Um, furthermore, it was very again. It was very like um detrimental to autistic kids because most of the most of the uh, movie was very like brightly colored, loud noises, flashing lights, and so on and so forth. Mm. Yeah, so it's very weird about that. Um, but anyway, I am well, thinking of might getting. As well, might as well give it the benefit of the doubt or something. No, I, I, I always will give it the benefit of the doubt because, like, um, I'm always on the side of the filmmaker when it comes to these kind of things. It's like, if the, if the filmmaker wants a specific vision, like, let them do it. This this segues perfectly into Zack Snyder and why, and people getting very triggered that it's in a four by three aspect ratio, <laughs> that Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, isn't it out on the HBO Go or something? Uh, uh, it's on HBO Max for um, USA, but for us, yeah, it's on HBO Go. Um, That's what I'm yeah. thinking about, like, whether we sh- whether you and I should, like, shill out a month subscription just to watch Justice League. Just to watch Justice League, yeah. I mean, we it's worth it. I mean, we, I mean, we put it like that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's worth it, but uh, any other things that it's interesting to watch on HBO? No, I don't think so. Maybe I think Superman you're... and Lois is if it's on there or something. Or... No, Superman and Lois is not. It's not on HBO though. It's it's a, it's a CW show. Really? Because I remember it being directed by HBO. Well. Superman and Lois is CW. It's it's no, part of the no, Arrowverse. Yeah, I know, but I heard I heard the because if I'm not wrong, Superman and Lois had like some HBO involvement in it. I'm not sure. Really? Let, let, yeah, we're both looking it up right now. So Superman and Lois is no. Yeah, okay, no, it's not. <laughs> Where I thought it was on. Hmm. Nope, it's not on HBO Max, sadly. Oh yes, this speaking of CW shows, Batwoman is being cancelled after three seasons. Batwoman. Yeah, Batwoman's third se- Batwoman's third season is its last season. Oh wow! Okay. Surprisingly, because I think the writers decided that they realized that eh, this it is not really well. yeah this it didn't is work not well work. ever since Ruby Rose Blatter. No, 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 no. The new actors, the new actors, fine. She, there's nothing against her. There's nothing against like you know her doing badly at the role. I, I feel like Ruby. It's just the right thing. Yeah, it's just the right thing. Ruby quit at the right time. Uh, As should a lot of uh, CW actors. There's like more and more. There's like more and more. Um, what's it called? Accounts from cast members of like different CW shows, which show like working on those kind of shows is a little bit like restricting. In a way. Let's see, let's see. The, okay, so example of them are like two of the main characters from Riverdale. They compare working in the show to being like in a prison because they are stuck in Canada because of COVID. They can't go anywhere. They can't see their families. That sucks. So yeah, it, it is draining. I mean, that's what working in TV is, isn't it? Like sometimes it, you're either having fun or you're miserable. Mm. Like there's no in between. It's kind of sucks, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Eh, yeah. Anyway, um, thank you. 
also before before we keep going, um, I also want to thank Hamza for like making the uh, the one division reskin for the HD podcast art. One like, division, one division. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot more reviews are showing up for a uh, one division right now and it and it shows a very interesting aspect that neither of us have touched on which is a show the show started off as very unique and like surreal right mm, it seemed yeah. very anti-marvel so to have a show as unique as that and in a very marvely cgi fight mm. it kind of seems very you know like we've seen this shit before yeah, also, it was it was something that we've never seen before, and it was like an interesting take on it as well. Not really, because like again, even even with um, how do I say this? Like e- even with like the most, the like, no matter how different you have your Marvel properties, they always end in the big CGI fight. Mm, fair point. Yeah, it kind of does, especially between Agatha and Wanda, and also the Vision and not, and also Black Vision, White Vision. Uh, sorry, the colorful Vision and the White Vision. Mm-hmm. Vision of color, white vision. Oh God! Why does it sound like Hayward is a racist? Mm. I think I think white vision is I mean, gonna be I mean the. Vision and, I mean white vision and white uh, vision and white vision. We're having an intellectual conversation about the ship of Theseus. I mean, that's I find really interesting. No, definitely, it is. It it is very interesting to like see Paul Bettany play off of himself. Yeah, and you could see like a very vast contrast between the two characters on how like yeah. one is full of emotion and one is very cold, but like mm-hmm. still learning as well. And there's even it, a rumor, there's even a rumor of White Vision being in Armor Wars actually. Oh no, that that is the biggest theory right now. So so everyone has their own individual um, yeah, everyone, spin-offs. Yeah, everyone in like that, were, that was in one division either has like, either is confirmed or not confirmed on which shows and movies they're involved in yeah so from wandavision jimmy who's going to quantumania the third Man in the wasp movie mm. uh monica rambo is going to captain marvel uh, too. it was i mean quantica was it uh quantumania i think oh, yeah quantumania. Ant- Ant-Man and quantumania and there's even a um there was even a rumor of uh, what's that um remember that Wait, what was that girl's um, that the the doctor from the that doctor girl from uh, the one division? Darcy Lewis. Uh, Darcy Lewis. She was the, from Thor, right? Um, she's yeah. She's going to Love and Thunder. Yeah. And she, there's also of the Wiccan and what's his name, Tommy, the yeah. Tommy and Billy, um, yeah. Young Avengers. Not really. Not not yet. There's a rumor. There's a rumor. Mm, there's a rumor. Maybe. Especially with Hayward being in the, the involvement in like something regarding mutants as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Darcy seeing that Jane is now Thor, that's going to be a very interesting angle to see with Love and Thunder. She'd be like, Dude. Can I wear that? <laughs> probably. Probably. Also, Darcy was and... an underused character in WandaVision, let's be honest. Yeah, maybe she did have her moments. I mean, yeah, she kind of did, but at the same time, like, I like how when she got sucked into the hex, Vision just did a oh, mind thingy. <laughs> no, like, I, I, I like how Vision just did a mind thingy on her and then she's back to normal. They could have mm. they could have like did the drama a bit where like she was stuck in the character and she didn't really know who she was or vision was and so on and so forth. Instead of just okay, now you're normal. Mm. That's like considering the fact that we were binging it like all when Disney Plus launched, it felt very anticlimactic. Like, you know, there was the build up for a week and then all that happens is now okay, now you're normal. Nothing really, nothing matters. <laughs> 
mm. honestly, I I really want um different like Marvel shows to stick to stay different. It doesn't have to always go back to like the basic Marvel kind of premise, like the basic Marvel scene structure of like fight, like the CGI fights and emotional beats. If anything, I kind of wanted them to figure out like. I kind of wanted them to go down the path of like what happens to the townspeople of Westview when they realize mm. Wanda and Avenger was kind of torturing them for months. Yeah, they just kind of um, yada yada past that. <laughs> it's like it's like as if the Wanda is just saying, "Yeah, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> yeah, kinda. Like Monica has the line of like, "They'll never know what you sacrificed for them," but like, did she really sacrifice anything though? She kind of tortured everyone else. Hmm. Essentially, because because like from what they said at the like uh, last episode, uh, where they said although you may be able to like sleep well at it, and then mm. but we have heard your grief in your our mind like that or something. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's like when you, the more I think about it, like the show was a little bit of a disappointment when you look at like how unique and subversive it initially was. It should have just stayed that way. It should have stayed, you know, weird and like completely unique and quirky, because that's what Marvel is, isn't it? Like mm. Marvel storytelling at its core is fucking weird. But yeah, anyway, moving away from Marvel. <laughs> um, all right, so with DC Snyder Cut, um, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think about like? people getting upset that Zack Snyder chose to film it in like a 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Three, wait, hold on. 3 by 3 aspect ratio? 4 by 3 4 by 3 So it's like almost a square aspect ratio. Meaning the, the best, like the best device to watch it on, like where everything is fully filled up is an iPad. Oh. Well, that's something. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people are very angry about it for like and someone else i think a few filmmaker friends uh not not friends a few filmmaker reviewers that i've seen they are like because imax is on a four by three aspect ratio as well when you shoot on imax so he wanted it to be like very similar to an imax thing i don't there and furthermore with with movies in general we always have like the cinemascope aspect ratio black box on the top and bottom right Mm, yeah yeah. this time we'll just have huge black chunks on the left and right left and right instead Mm. Oh, kind of like, kind and he of also like mentioned like and he also mentioned in the um in the in the in the Whedon cut um they had to crop out the original IMAX uh, footage that Snyder shot. Uh, which is why there are some which is like some sometimes you see Superman's like head goes out of frame a bit because they had to crop it out. Snyder initially shot everything in an IMAX style. I don't oh, that's uh, huh. But did it do it like with vice permission or? I'm sorry, what? Oh wait, when they crop it out, did they do it like with vice permission or what? Like, um. I I think so. I I mean honestly, um, with the Whedon with the Whedon version, they just wanted to get the movie out to theaters. So I yeah. I feel like Zach just you know gave it gave whatever he had to Whedon and then Whedon took over from there. Yeah, and Whedon fucked it over. I still I still don't get what's I still don't get why people are so mad about the Whedon cut. Like, look, transitioning from Batman v Superman to Justice League is it like, not only like with, with like different tone, but also 
in terms of storytelling, it didn't work quite well. It's like, is it wrong of me to compare the, the transition from Batman v Superman to Justice League um, as like Thor: The Dark World, Thor: Ragnarok? Um, the Dark World was super dark and depressing and somber. Then Ragnarok is a tight top. It's like you know improv comedy. Wait, who? Wait, who directed this or Ragnarok? Taika Waititi. Wow. How do you not I know? Mean, wait, I forgot. I forgot. Um, I mean, to be fair, even the even the people who did Thor Ragnarok, I mean, um, Thor: The Dark World, like didn't like. Oh, I uh, didn't like how it turned out, really. Even Yeah. See. Whereas with in Ragnarok, um, you can see that they all had fun with it. Mm. But it, is, I, it, I mean, for, is it that kind of comparison? I mean, no, I think it's more of like Batman Returns and Batman Forever. Oh, no. Okay, okay. I see it. I see now. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Batman Returns was more, was like Tim Burton slash Schumacher, right? No, you, uh, no. Um, Batman Returns is uh, Tim Burton all the way. Uh, Batman Forever is Joel Schumacher. Didn't didn't Joel Schumacher have a hand in you know sort of writing uh, Batman Returns? Yeah, I I think a bit. I'm not sure. Yeah, a bit. It was it was that kind of transition from okay, like ba- Batman re- from ba- um, Batman Returns to ba- uh, Batman Forever. Forever was also this. Oh yeah, I also forgot. Joel Schumacher did Batman and Robin, <laughs> the one with high freeze on Batman. <laughs> yeah, it was also kind of like that as well. It's kind of yeah. like that kind of transition. It was kind of like that tra- kind of transition with uh, Batman Superman to Justice League because uh, Batman. I mean, Batman. He would. He wouldn't be like that much of a jokester like I am. Like it's like just within just implementing what Avengers kind of things in Iron Man. Uh, yeah. Justice League. Yeah. I mean, it it worked in Avengers, kinda. But it didn't. Yeah. But it didn't work well with like Justice League, really. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a very clear like established tone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Because um, because the DCU, I mean, in its own way, they, like they wanted to establish their own like theme and all. Mm. And the DCU is full of teen angst. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it's a fucking Sue W show, dude. <laughs> No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no, seriously though, like that. I think that wasn't that the tone, like very dark and somber. Mm. I think that's that's also why people prefer the Snyder cut to the Whedon version. Mm. After t- after four years, it is, it finally came out. Yeah. Um. A lot of people also could have said that. Um. It. Like there are some scenes which is kind of pointless. For example, the Batman and Joker scene, mm. and the um, like th- there are some scenes which are kind of pointless in the original thing. In the original cut? No, 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 in cut? the no, in the in the Snyder cut, and oh. the the movie could have been three to three uh three and a half hours, but I feel like Zach kind of made it a four hour cut because um, you know, fans were kind of clamoring for 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 him to put everything on on deck. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I'm very interested to see like kind of what new filmmakers kind of do with this because one of, uh, filmmaker Chris Stuckman, he's a filmmaker reviewer. Um, he, he said this, mm. this is the first time where, 
like a movie is very specifically made with the purpose of being against theater. Think about it what this way. It, what is that supposed to mean? Okay, think about it this way. Almost all movies have a two-hour limit, right? Mm. You know, because you know why? Because they can only because theaters can only allow like a certain amount of screenings. The shorter your mm. movie is, the more they can play it again and again for to get more tickets. Uh, yeah, good point. Unless it's Bollywood would, movies. <laughs> yeah, no Bollywood movies. You that's why you only see Bollywood movies are like four times a, a day, because it's like mm. three hours max. Same yeah. thing with Avengers Endgame. So they only can they can only play Endgame like um like less than ten times a day, whereas with a two hour movie you can play it more times. Mm. To get so in I the think, revenue. Yeah, to get in the ticket sales. So it, it's very clear like filmmakers make their movies for the sole purpose of getting ticket sales, meaning like you know, um, shorter run times equals more frequency. It's math. <laughs> Yeah, and I can but, see that in terms of like um like movie theaters perspective and all, but yeah, yeah, but where but with the with the Justice League Snyder cut, um, it's very clear that this is not meant to watch be watched on theater. If anything, watch it on an IMAX screen, but not with like the normal rules of theater. Four hours long, it's very clear you're not gonna get as much ticket sales, which is why it's very clearly on HBO Max. Furthermore, with streaming, there is no limit to how many times you can watch it. If you have a subscription, you can keep watching it. Mm, if anything, and if you don't have if you don't have a HBO Max subscription, pay for it, get it, and you can watch it. Right? Mm, yeah. So, when you think about it this way, more filmmakers should be able to do this kind of thing. Like shoot their movies in a certain way with a certain runtime and so on. And mm. So, so it can be although although like I mean it, it wouldn't be like like each day wouldn't if like let's say it'd be like how like how, what you said with Avengers and game and all it would be three hours and such. Like, although it wouldn't be like uh, release um in uh like as much as the other movies, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still can be enjoyed in a way. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, if COVID isn't, I mean, if COVID is gone and all, we can, we can just like go to the movie and just enjoy as long. As I we don't want. think. I don't think, Snyder would have put Justice League on theaters if it wasn't for COVID. I feel like he would have still done it on a streaming service. Mm. Purely because, yeah. purely because if he puts it on a theater, it's gonna hurt his bottom line. Mm, put it on a streaming service, right? More people can watch it simultaneously, even because they're all at home. Mm, safe and sound. Exactly. So it's still so more people can still watch his still watch his stuff, and more revenue for him. Mm, yeah. Since streaming services is also considering box office as well. That's so. Yeah. Do you think more movies should like follow Zack Snyder's rule, like shoot it in like whatever aspect ratio they want? Make it however long they want, so on and so forth. Hmm. If it works in a, I mean, if it works in a sto- like a the storytelling perspective, then maybe. Mm. But but having said that, please don't kill us by making like a six and a half hour movie. No one's gonna sit through yeah. that. But, but I mean, it, here's the thing. Um, if 
if given the runtime and a proper storyline, um, mm. then maybe it will work. Yeah, yeah. Just not past the three marker, three hour or four hour mark. I th- I think four hours really pushing it. Yeah, four hours just pushing it. Three hours at least is okay. I mean, there was this. Uh, I think there was this uh, movie called The Irishman, which was three and a half hours. Oh, that was a mafia movie. I think it's done by Al Pacino. No, it's done by Scorsese, right? Scorsese. Uh, let me. See. Yeah, Irishman was done by one of the biggest directors of like the two thousands. I forgot who that was. Uh, director. Let's see. So Irishman was done by Martin. So- uh, Martin. Martin Scorsese. 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 I'm sorry. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. <laughs> no, it's 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 Scorsese. Um, he also did, I think, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, he did Wolf of Wall Street. Remember when Wolf of Wall Street came out and like everyone was irritated that it was like close to three hours long? So here we are with like our longest film ever, which is four hours. I think this is the longest film ever. Right, Hamza? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, three, this, I mean, three hours is already long as it is, especially with Bollywood movies and also certain movies. But four hours is just pushing it, really. No, I mean, four hours is is good. I think because, like, considering the fact that it's on streaming services again, you can mm-hmm. watch it however you want. You can like, you know, take a break after two hours and come back on another day to finish it, or mm, like yeah, watch it in one whole sitting, or you can just two hours, just stand up and stretch and go back for another two hours. So. Like having it four hours, I feel like it's a very interesting direction choice. And furthermore, it kind of sets a precedent for like what comes next when it comes to filmmaking in general. Because a lot of people are seeing streaming services as like a valid place to put their movies on. Meaning, and with streaming services, there's not really a huge um, limit as to how long you want your movie to be. Mm-hmm. As evidenced by Snyder's version being on HBO Max for four hours. They didn't cut yeah. it out. HBO didn't like you know tell them to make it shorter. They just said, okay, you have the you have the movie. And cool, we'll just put funny, it. And here's a here's a strange thing as well. Um, Zack Snyder, right? He wanted to give uh, Superman the mullet cut, the mullet hair, just like how he had when Superman first debuted in the black suit. You know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but a uh, Warner Bros. refused. Ah, yeah. See. The, the, he's there's like a thin line between how much a company can do between like a director and stuff like that um, especially with like with creative choices as well and like, can you lean back a bit your face sorry, is... I'm, sorry um and I'm just do that. Oh. look um look it's just like it all depends on like the creative choice as well it's, and it's probably one of the few reasons why many like directors like um they left out the films like that as well mm-hmm. like not only just like Marvel and DC, but also like other TV shows as well, like Avatar and such, for example. Yeah, yeah. Even like as well as um, even Jap- even dramas as well. Yeah, definitely. Asian dramas or anything. Yeah, Asian dramas it, always like, hit like 45 to an hour long nowadays. And per episode. Per episode. It, 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 the episodes are either one hour long or 30 minutes long. It depends. Yeah, true. It's like it's like it's like one whole or one half like that. Yeah, yeah. And Especially with, uh, some Japanese dramas as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like that's that. 
we're in a very interesting time right now for like filmmaking in general because Snyder's Justice League kind of proved that you can make your film however the hell you want because there are places like streaming sites which can allow things like that. You know, you can have you can have a four-hour movie or you can have like a like different aspect ratios on different places and so on and so forth. Mm. Like make it make it the way filmmakers want. It's like without having to adhere to any theatrical reg- regulation or something. So yeah, good times. Very interesting times. Like without without having to like like think about oh how many ticket sales we're gonna get. Make it the way they want to make it. That's the whole point of it. Mm. Am I talking sense here? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of got lost there. No, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, because like, we're talking about a movie we haven't watched in all. Yeah, I, I really want to watch that movie soon. Yeah, definitely. A lot of my friends like at um, school wanted to watch it, especially this friend of mine who's like a huge DC fan. We should honestly just organize a watch party, you and me. Mm. Like where everyone just kind of like has their own HBO Go account and just watches it together. Mm. Please, seriously, like, anyway, this is a reminder for anyone who's in Singapore or like other countries where HBO Max is not a thing. Try to find a way to watch Shaq's Lives just to sleep, all right? F-movies. Yeah. Yeah, fine, F-movies, whatever. Because I would really want to like... Um, talk about it on like a separate episode on the podcast hmm. where, where we just get in depth about different things furthermore it's always interesting to like listen to Hamza and out about DC because DC is not where I'm stronger at I mean comic books in general he got me into comic books hmm. without okay. I, I mean hey without Hamza I, I, I doubt I would have even like cared about um, the MCU as much as I do now <laughs> so yeah thanks <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on from the MCU to um, a topic that we a topic that we started in the previous episode, drama. Um, anyway, so we have the two stories that we talked about in the last um, podcast episode, which was Zombie Kills and, and David Dobrik and the David Dobrik drama. What do you want to start off with first? Uh, let's start with David Dobrik. Uh, Go um, for it. Um, do you know this uh, former member of David Dobrik? Um, what's his name? Dirty Dom, was it? Dirty Dom Zaglitis, yeah. Um, yeah, he was dirty. Yeah. There was like, I mean, there was like a lot of allegations bringing that he raped from someone. like 20, from 2017. A lot of women, actually. There was yeah. like a lot of allegations as well. To the point, uh, it, uh, it took all, took place back in like 2017 and also to, and like where they had like a skit of like a, like a sub, Called skit of a threesome, mm. uh, and there is even like some speculations as to why um, David Dobrik didn't uh, talk about like Dirty Dom's a uh, little bit of um, scandal and stuff. Because uh, yeah, part- that's also why he did de- he distanced himself because, from Dom because he. Yeah, it, because he partly because he partly knew about it, but he didn't know exactly from what from what. Um, judging by the yeah. text, leaked text messages and stuff, um, mm-hmm. and it's probably why he, yeah, it's like what you say. It's probably one of the reasons why he distanced himself away from the Dom. And um, there's also another thing, right? We got uh, with the David Dobrik situation. Um, 
do you remember the uh, who was the guy that was involved in the kissing prank? Seth uh, Seth Francois. Uh yeah. Um. Uh, you know how like there was like he said there was like uh no consent for the first kiss and all and yeah. Uh, and he like he said he didn't want to do uh, a third one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, apparently there was going to be a third one, and he actually agreed on it. Actually, I know there was there was like a there was like a leaked text where um even a voice recording as well. Yeah, one of one of David's friends, Scotty Sire. Was it, was it David or no? No, Scotty Sire, one of David's friends. He had a deleted he had a now deleted video where he kind of showed that Seth did consent the third time. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when oh, yeah, although, to the, he, although he co- consent for the third time, he didn't consent for the first time. Yeah, the first two times, the, the consent is non-existent. Like, the consent is just up in, up in the ass. He said that he had consent, but there is no footage about it. So the, all we have as is pen, words. As, but from, from what, the, what was his name? Scotty, was it? Scotty. Yeah, yeah um, from what he said, apparently there was like an unedited version where like from the very beginning, there was like, from the yeah, very- but where the hell's the footage? He yeah, says the that there's an unedited version. He says that he remembers, but memories cannot. Memories can lie. Men lie, women lie. Here's where's the data. Mm. Where are the receipts? Have to. <laughs> where's the lamb source? Had <laughs> to, to search to ten terabytes of fucking footage. <laughs> no, but like if that if, if that was the if if, like, if if that was the thing, he would have to release it one way or another. Yeah, he would have to release the footage to like disprove what Seth is saying. Other than that, if you have if you don't have evidence, we will side with Seth. Mm. True, true. And furthermore, when you listen to the to the voice message that Seth sent, um, the video is deleted now, so I don't think that it you you could find it. But I feel I like you, I think you can find it on Drama Alert. I think. Ah, yeah, that too. Drama Alert or like another commentary YouTuber called Creep Show Art. She touched on this video. Um, so anyway, with this, like, if you listen to the voice message, right, like, you can see how desperate and, like, he just gave up on, like, whatever his community would say. Mm. Because David knew that he would get a lot of shit for, for his community for, like, you know, because his community is kind of gay. Uh, sorry, his community is homophobic. Oh, uh, Seth's, you know, Seth is from the black community, and you know how homophobic they sometimes are. Uh, so David knew that it, this was gonna get a lot of flack for him, but David did it anyway. So when Seth sent that voice message, it wasn't like it was consent, yes, but it was also like he was just desperate to get some clout, dude. Mm, definitely. I mean, he said it. I mean, it was said. It was said as well in the Texas as well beforehand as well. Yeah, I don't care. I just want to be clouded. Hmm. I mean, but even but you can agree to something now, but you can also still look back on it later and just say that yeah, that was sexual assault. Mm, it's essentially it's sexual assault. And furthermore, you you notice that like, Seth didn't really have any other idea but to do that kissing prank again, to get clouded, meaning that David didn't give him any options. So it kind of incriminates David a bit more when you think about it. I mean, it's already incriminating enough as it is, especially the sexual scan, the sex scandal with uh, Dirty Dom, and maybe yeah. possibly he's. There's also possible his involvement as well. Yeah. With, uh, with how the the scandal went, out, especially this recent one. Oh yeah. Um, 
So David recently issued an apology, but here's the thing: the so apology is very it, yeah. It didn't address the main any of the topic things. in hand. Yeah, yeah, it was very insincere, and you know that it was insincere because one like to dislike ratio is turned off, two comments are turned off. So you couldn't really see how people took it, and there wasn't really an open conversation where you could, you know, you could nitpick on David's apology or like you could. Um, you know, say anything about it because again, comments are turned off. Also, the, the the ratios are completely gone, which means that he got ratioed to absolute shit on that video, which caused him to turn it off. People kind of called him out for that insincerity. Also, um, so for the listeners who have been sticking with us for like this long, I'm sorry if like both of us seem low in energy. This just feels like a very chill episode, right? <laughs> We're just sitting and talking. Mm. And for them all with podcasts, you know, you don't always expect like us to be always high in energy and stuff. If anything, this is how initially, like, you know, this is this is our intended energy. <laughs> Very chill and low and just relaxing, just talking casually. <laughs> I mean, it would be like a Sugar Pine 7 podcast or something. What does that mean? <laughs> what, we, we, we just do you know, of, huh? Do you not know who Sugar Pine 7 is? No, please. I'm not kidding. I request elaboration. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, it's uh, just a group of friends just like, talk, um... They're just talking about random shit and also doing like just silly little skits together as well. Yeah, we should. Yeah, uh, I, I, I remember. I remember watching a few of his videos a few years back, and then I recently got into it thanks to a friend. Hmm. I kind of want to do that to be honest. Like, just read terrible, like gay ass fanfics with you. <laughs> like, do something for the HD Shenanigans channel, which we have it link in the description. Um, and also, yay, we have, uh, we finally have highlights after a month. Good job. <laughs> Hamza pull through. <laughs> yeah. Please, next time, don't stay up all night, like, binging everything. Do it slowly, right? We have the entire week. Yeah. Right. The only person who has to rush to upload it on time is me. Because <laughs> I have to make sure we hit it on, we hit the Monday deadline. Ah, I love crunch time. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, with David's thing, it's like everything's just kind of insincere and it's really hard to like s- confirm, say for sure whether um, he's in the right or wrong. Because again, the apology was very PRE. It was very like fake. And uh, it's a YouTuber apology, uh, right? That's what we say. I mean, <laughs> that's That's what it is. I mean, yeah. When it comes to YouTuber apologies, either it's fake or it's just not worth it's it. Genu- no, no, it's genuine. Logan Paul has the most genuine yeah. apology. For regarding the suicide force? Or yeah, he had the most genuine apology. We like to make fun of him for it, but he genuinely had a very like straightforward and honest apology when you think about it. One, he talked about what he did. Two, he apologized for it and he said that he'll, he'll, he'll try to be better. Three, he didn't, ask, uh, he didn't ask to support. He didn't ask them to like, you know... um. Like, hey, don't stand up for me. Don't support what I did. Hold me accountable and so on and so forth. Speaking of... Uh, wait, speaking of the... What's that? The Suicide Force, right? Um, yeah. Do you know Jay Station? I think so. What about it? Um, he's the guy who made the 3 AM videos things. He's the one that started the trend. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, which to the point where they came... Which is a little bit messed up to the point where he... Uh, like call celebrities a day after they die. <laughs> One of them was Chadwick Boseman. 
Yikes. Okay. Um, and so YouTube uh, is like enough is enough, and they terminated both his primary channel and secondary channel. Wow. Hmm. I mean, good. Um, I guess. And was that um he also made a comment regarding the suicide force thing, right? Um, where he said where he, regarding the suicide force thing, where like um like he had no he has no perspective of what's right or wrong. Like he said, like what's wrong about that? It's just he's just recording the force kind of, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like where even he also did the same thing, and he has no spatial awareness of like censorship and stuff. Yeah, true. Or any form of respecting the dead. Huh. Yeah, that's the point. That's and exactly the difference between him and Logan. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Logan at least gives a shit. No, Logan genuinely apologized and now he's trying to be yeah. another person. Yeah, look, that's what I'm saying. Logan gives a shit. J-Station doesn't. Yeah. Well, good good riddance. And, I and also Keemstar, right? He made a comment about it and like a little bit of a little bit of a power play by saying will we have to call this channel at 3 a.m <laughs> as a way to uh, as a way to just like throw some uh, yeah just throw some shade at him for all that's like, for good. That's every really good for his like inappropriate content especially since it's like and for kids as well hmm. that's very good and but the problem is J station decided to dox him because of it wow the pettiness out of the guy God <sighs> better question how the hell does he have Keemstar's personal information is personal information really that easy to come across I have no idea <laughs> I mean I, unless unless you've met the guy person the yeah exactly guy in person then probably yeah I, I mean like you and me I, I go to your house every other like week or something and you know I have your shit man I have your docs like a docs now okay. I mean I've I mean I've been near your place but I've never been to inside your house before have I no not yet I, I yeah. want to invite you someday <laughs> but see the room is quite my room is quite small if I were to turn on the video like the virtual background for those of you who are watching the video versions you'll see that my room is disgustingly small and um yeah I'm and something that i confuse everyone is it smaller than mine or uh actually i think um yours is about two-thirds smaller oh okay yeah i mean i still have like a decent amount of room to like just walk around but i feel like uh you have a bigger house overall Mm, yeah (laughs) it's just the room size yeah my dad's room room is the biggest I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, none of our rooms are quite big either. That's that's yeah. People people say that living, you know, in a in a condo is better than living in a HDB flat. Bullshit, man. Yeah, you're, no, no, you're, you're that's paying, not that's not true. You're just paying like, for the status. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Even my violin teacher would say that, like, how oh, condo is not even worth it, even though he's still living in it. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, all you all you all you're paying is for is just like the facilities that you're getting, like the barbecue pit and uh, gym. I mean, barbecue pits you can't mm. use because COVID. Swimming pools also kind of eh. Out of the window. Yeah. You might as well just stay in a HDB, but whatever. We're here anyway. <laughs> Speaking of my violin teacher, he once told a story of, like, about one of his like best students, right? Huh? Or one of his like best students um, last time. It was like doing my grade 8 or diploma. I think it was like one of my grade 8 lessons Um, where 
he talks about how like just like one day like he just like fell down and they had to rush him to the hospital right uh-huh. apparently apparently student had like an aneurysm which is like really sucks. yikes <sighs> so what happened then uh he didn't survive really he passed huh. away i think mm. my condolences to the friend mm. <sighs> oh well seriously though um yeah that that's a terrible story damn fell down the stairs no, yeah, no, he just, no, 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 he just, no, he just fell down. He like passed out like that. Like he uh, passed and fell down on the ground like that. Fair enough. Oh, well. anyway. From what he said. Um, but yeah, anyway, going back to uh, the drama scenario. So that's mm. the David Dobrik situation. Let's uh, jump. Let's hop over to the zombie kill situation. So this mm. is where this is where I have the information. I ha- I got the receipt, sis. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> oh man. My sister is James Charles here. Die. <laughs> anyway, um, so with zombie kill situation, so last we left off, she tried to report quartering and other channels to like which rep- which like criticized her. Saying that you know, like they they spread hatred or they spread racism or whatever, um, YouTube came back to her and decided that they didn't warrant a strike. Her reports were like the channels didn't break any community guidelines, hmm. and Zombie Kills immediately took to her platform, like took to Twitter, and then she was just like. Oh, YouTube's a trash site because you know. Even though I said that I'm a black content, like you know, I'm 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 a black woman of color. She she just she just pulling the race card in every year. No, she yeah she 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 pulled the race and gender card. She's like, yeah, they know that I'm a black woman of color, but they still don't want to protect me. I'm like, hey, just because you're a just because you're a minority doesn't mean you you deserve special treatment and protection. Everyone deserves like an equal. Wait, isn't she she private her Twitter? No, she unprivated it already. Um, and yeah, the f- anyway, going back to this, she she kind of she kind of threw like a mini fit about it, but she deleted that tweet now. Um, on Twitter, where she um, she, she he just went like, Oh, YouTube's a trash site, it doesn't want to protect you know its minorities and so on and so on and so forth. But when you realized her criticisms and her the claims that she made were completely false, so yeah, Jeremy kind of uh, put the put the situation away. Because everything kind of, you know, Jeremy, he, wait, the he won. Or... Yeah, Jeremy the quartering uh, slash the quarter. He, you know, he he, he kind of let the matter die because again, he won. He fucking won. What? Wait, won as in like he won in a court case or what? No, he, he didn't want the legal case. He, he is, you know, so he he publicly proved and YouTube proved that he did nothing wrong. And that zombie kills kind of, you know, was just a bitch. Fraud- yeah, she was making fraudulent claims. <sighs> so yeah, he he took the win. Mm, yeah, definitely, he definitely took the win. And, and immediately zombie- after the that news, he just he just said one thing. Just one tweet with the letter W. Nice. He clearly took the dubs. Good for him. 
and yeah that and this was clearly a wake-up call to her when she realized that like she can't just keep throwing the race and gender card around with like a fairly you know just system youtube yeah. fucks up a lot but i'm glad that youtube did the good thing here so yeah anyway uh any any topics that you want to talk about it yeah so before i get to this one more topic um so concerning how zombie kills just failed in like uh, like trying to report the youtubers who talk shit uh talk shit about her if good reason um uh-huh. she she knows she's not gonna survive this year <laughs> uh no she 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 she's vowed not to use youtube again that's all <laughs> too bad one creator gone in a sea of like millions of others oh no what will we do <laughs> goodbye bitch mm. i mean she's not she's she's not like leafy or something where like someone as big as his channel like got the no, she's, no she's just no she's just she's just a cloud chaser really from no 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 she's she's no no eating. no the way no no the way she no the way she does things right is to like gain clout like that like the way she like oh like the way like like judging by her methods like that, it's like clout chasing kind of thing disagree she just thinks that she deserves better because mm. she's black and uh, and female yeah, she has an ego about her i mean because of the fact that like you know there's so many injustices done by done against black people she feels like ah we must stand and fight but she's fighting about nothing when it comes to these kind of things because she's not even because she doesn't even su- suffer that as, as much as the no, 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 no. It's, no, it's it's not even that. It's the case of like she she makes completely wild claims just because like she like she thinks just because she's black and female, people don't agree with her. But, and when the actual that's reason like, it, when when the actual reason is not it's not because of her gender or race, it's just because she's just a bad person in general. No, she 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 just made bad points. If if people make good mm, points, regardless yeah. of your race agenda, people don't. Yeah. Okay, newsflash: people don't like care about your race agenda when you have like points. When you make bad points, then that's yeah. If you make bad points, you make bad points. Simple as that. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether whether it's you're black, white, or whatever. Exactly. It does. It doesn't matter really. It doesn't matter whether you're a man or woman. It does. It doesn't really matter. If you make a bad point, we're just gonna have to. We'll call you out on it. Yeah. Having said that. I understand that like minorities and women in general they do suffer a lot more than guys because of mm. some assholes on Twitter because you know Twitter is accessible <clears throat> yes we we Hamza and I we always make it make our disdain for snowflake Twitter very clear in this podcast we should we sh- we should we should just make a spin-off show for the HD podcast just called anti snowflake anti snowflake uh, yeah, yeah, even better. Just, just, just name our um. That should be just, the title of this video. <laughs> nah, just maybe. What title of what? Of this episode. Anti snowflake. Nah, that doesn't feel like it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll we'll think of a title like once we've once we're done recording. That's how it goes, actually. <laughs> anyway, mm. so like you know, like with Twitter in general, like there are people who will overreact and like you know over. Uh, harass uh, creators, especially minorities and females, because oh God forbid they have opinions on the internet. But just because just because that happens, like 
some of like just just because that happens to you i'm sorry if that happened to you natasha but um yeah her name's natasha (laughs) and just because that happened to her um it doesn't mean that you know everyone is like that there are some people who just genuinely have criticism the world's not all black and white the world is not like you know we support you or we're racist it's just a very yeah like there's multiple different shades of gray to this shit 50 Mm -hmm. am i right I'm sorry. Get your ass out of Anyway. Yeah, but like, there's a lot of nuances to this shit. Like, people can criticize you without being racist. People can criticize you while also being racist. Mm. So don't don't take the criticism where, like, you know, from racists who make the race and gender, like, a huge thing. Like, if, if their main point is, like, um, black, black female says points, I don't, you know, I don't like that she's saying this, or is it just someone is saying the points i don't agree with this mm. context matters is that the one yeah the context matters huh? also just pay attention to what people are saying instead of like who's saying it and just because they're going against you doesn't mean analyzing the words as well exactly yeah zombie zombie kills just instantly just pulls the race card and all exactly that's exactly just why like, she's she's widely criticized until the cordon just pulls the uno reverse <laughs> No, she didn't. She pulled. It didn't. She didn't. He didn't pull the owner. Oh, no, I mean, essentially, kind of. I mean, essentially, kind of did with YouTube proving that he's innocent. Yeah. No, like it just proved the like her race card nonsense didn't work on YouTube. Mm. YouTube saw her for what it is, and she you know, saw the situation. Yeah. So yeah, good job, quartering. You deserve that win. Yeah, but. Anyway, sorry. So as our, I I know you have one last topic. You know what? I'll I'll just I'll I'll close um, off whatever I have in my list with one okay. more topic. Okay. So this week, um, Doom Eternal's final DLC release. If you have the video, if you're listening to the video highlights, sorry, watching to the video highlights, that that's my background right now, my zoo background. Oh, also, yeah, wait, that's the DLC. Yeah, this is the final DLC for Doom Eternal, the Ancient oh, Gods shit. Part Two. What do you think it was? I I thought it was just like a fan. I thought it was just like a poster or something. I mean, it's an official poster, but yeah. I didn't know it was a little event. <laughs> yeah. So this is so this was the final DLC for like um the first like the that they promised for the first year of Doom Eternal. It actually it's literally just been um exactly a year since it released. Damn. Doom Eternal released twenty eighth March twenty twenty. It's the it's the twenty first March twenty twenty one. Seven more days. Seven more days. <laughs> <laughs> Seven more days for what? 28 March. So we officially no. one year. No, 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 no. I said 20th. Oh, 20th. Oh, I thought you said 20th. Sorry. No, 20th March. All right. So yeah, it's it's, ex- it's exactly like a year and a day today. And uh, uh, Doom Channel is one of my favorite games ever. I, I play it like way too much. <laughs> if anything, right now, it's actually the highest number of hours in my Steam profile. Like it's it's the first game ever which I have like more than a hundred hours put into it. Mm. Actually, if I were to check right now, I mean, last time my old Steam account, um, I had like hundreds of hours in my TF2 until I lost it. Yeah, but when you look, but I'm sorry, but I don't just, I I I don't spend a lot of time with games in general. But having said that, over the course of the entire year, I spent close to two hundred hours on Doom Eternal. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not much for, for compared to when you compare to people who like play six hundred or thousand hours in the you know a game. I know there's some guy who spent like I have like, like two like hundred and nineteen hours on two hundred twenty hours on my TF two. Damn. Yeah. See, that's and so that's 20, nothing compared 200, to us. Two hundred and eighteen hours on CS. Yeah. yeah. See. 
So my my numbers are nothing compared to yours. It just proves I have a more of a life than you, Hamza. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay. So anyway, um, this this DLC is kind of criticized. Why is that? It's way too easy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, people were very disappointed, including myself, with this DLC. Because here's the thing. So there's four difficulties in the DLC. Um, I played so there's like easy, medium, hard, very hard. I me, I've played the base game two times on hard, two times on very hard. Okay, and how did that turn out? Um, I died a lot, but then you know it was it was fun to just you know try try the new challenges. Everyone like it was fun to just challenge myself with this game. That's that's what that's what Doom Eternal is, challenging as fuck. Right, it's it it's it's not like Dark Souls where like it's fi- it's like a fixed difficulty and you and you die and die and die again. If if it's if it's too hard for you, the game is forgiving enough to like let you switch difficulty. Mm. Because the game at its core, they it just wants you to have fun and it wants you to be better at it. Like so, it's it, it's perfectly fine if you like if you start off your game at like medium, as long as you work your way up to like very hard. Mm. That's what the game is trying to teach you to learn, uh, like teach you to do. Like people, like people, like people like myself, we don't normally like uh, quick scope because I have never played an FPS before. The only FPSs I played before is like Halo on my Xbox 360, but now I have uh, Halo on my PC. <laughs> right, right. All right. So, so for me, going into like Doom Eternal and like you know, trying to trying to figure out what the game wants me to do and so on and so forth, it made me learn how to like quick scope, like very quickly zoom in, shoot, and then zoom back out. That's that's a, that's like if you if you watch like pro level like Doom Eternal players, that's what they always do. Just like very quick scope, quick scope like uh, weapon switching stuff. The game made me the game made me learn that the game kind of fought like pushes you to be better in general. And going back to it now, when I when I play Halo, I instinctively do that quick scope shit a lot. <laughs> like, wait, which very, Halo game? Wait, which Halo game do you play again? Three and four. Ah. Okay. And it's on Steam, right? Isn't it? Okay. Yeah, the the Master Chief Collection. I I only just got the two games because I didn't want to get any of those. And furthermore, I'm sorry, I, I don't like multiplayer. I'm I'm a single player guy, so. Mm-hmm. I, I I prefer playing campaigns. Campaigns are fun. Sorry. Anyway, so mm-hmm. Doom Patrol is like very clearly like meant for a single player because that's where most of its shit is. It also has a multiplayer, but a lot of people. I mean, yeah, it did. I mean, it did start out as a multiplayer. So, Doom started as a multiplayer. I I mean, it's a single player. A single yeah, player. it started as a single player in the nineties, and it you know it still mm-hmm. has a single player. Um, and that that that's what the, this this DLC is. Um, it's a single player campaign expansion. So, what is the problem with this? With the first DLC, right? It will kick your ass even if you uh even if you're playing on hard mode like like regular hard mode the first dlc was like was brutal it 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 had a perfect balance of like frustrating but also challenging and that's where the fun comes in with doom eternal the challenge and you know overcoming it with this one with the dlc 2 it looks great but the difficulty is severely toned down. Like I, I, I mostly just breeze through like the entire DLC with in in hard mode, and then the next day after I after I woke up, I was just like, let me let me try very hard mode. I beat it. 
yeah, like very hot mode wasn't even hard. Very hot mode was the challenge. Whereas so... with the first DLC and even with the base game, hard mode was already like, you know, hard mode was the was already good and then very hard mode was where I got my ass kicked. But with the with the second DLC, the very hard mode was for me what the hard mode was. There's only like one or two areas where like I genuinely got my ass kicked in very hard mode. So it's kind of disappointing it's, for people who have mastered so, the game. So it's uh, so it's not as like challenging. Yeah, exactly. It's it's. It's not as challenging as it intended, and it also speaks to the fact that like a lot of people really, you know, got better at the game. They have so many pro level strats, and it it's just kind of like cool. I can just breeze through this, <laughs> like for all those pro level players. Like there's so many people who 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 just like oh I I beat very hard mode first try. <laughs> Which says a lot. So yeah, that's that. That's my two cents on it. Like Ancient Gods Part Two, it, it it's good. It's I, my ten cents. My two cents is free. New cents. Who sent? You sent for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, it's. It's a good campaign expansion. I really like the story elements of it. The gameplay was fun, but then it just lacked the challenge. That's all. Anyway, um, I think with that, I do you have any other topics before you jump into recommendations? Uh, yeah, one more thing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's regarding yeah. James Charles, actually. <gasps> what happened? My it's, been a while it's been a while since um, we talk about that guy. Um, there was um, you remember that incident where he, there was a key where he. Uh, where there was like a lead conversation of him talking to an underage boy, I think. Uh, but he that didn't happened. know. Yeah. Um, but he claimed to that that they didn't tell him of his age and all. Is that Paracynical or James Charles? James Charles. Ah. Okay. Um, Paracynical has a similar incident, but yeah. Um, many give him the benefit of the doubt and all, and. But then it happened again with another, uh, with another boy. Um, Thanks. And Keemstar made a comment of it about it, and James Charles blocked him because of it. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, hold up. I forgot. Well, I forgot which tweet it was. Um. Uh. But it was. It was like a similar incident, and James Charles. Said the boy didn't, uh, um, what's it? Uh, uh, didn't tell, uh, didn't tell him of his age and all, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like a little bit, uh, a little bit concerning, really, as well. Yeah, and considering of like, uh, what's that on how, on how it's. On how it's looking on James Charles and all. Uh, hold on, I, let me just uh, look at it real quick. On the yeah, sure. Uh, so, I mean, James grooming kids see, is kind of yeah. yeah, being caught with like two minors in less than a year later. And also, here's and here's the strange thing as well. He's like being chosen for the Kids Choice Award. 
Oof. That's some terrible timing. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the kid's he's the kid's choice to fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. The most fuckable being James Charles. Let's go. Yeah. I I I don't know, man. Like the more you realize it, like kids, like you know, YouTubers that kids look up to. Wait, no, James. Is does James Charles have a kid audience or does he have like an older audience? I think it's a mix of both. Ah. Okay, because like there's like there's things like Jake Paul. I mean, he he I mean, says that. Have, like, I mean, we all have like our like like YouTubers that we looked up to when we were True. little and all. And no, we no, still no, no. Do um, no. What I mean is like, what's his target demo? For example, oh. Dream. Uh, like Dream and his entire SMP team. Those guys are, you know, like they aim for kids, and kids are his target audience. Like kids and I, I all ages kind of thing, but mainly kids are the ones who really idolize. The, the dream SMP. Um, yeah. When it comes, I think all the Minecraft YouTubers are like that as well. Uh, Markiplier, PewDiePie, Jacks have the guy, teens and adults. Yeah. Right? Um, and yeah, like people who make uh, like music based on anime, there's some which are like, which are catered to all ages, some which are catered to more adult audiences, and so on. So let's just hint it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like just, or uh, or is like very mature anime like uh, Honro and Berserk. Yeah, I either that or like they have you know they curse in their songs. God forbid they, mm. they curse in songs. Oh no, what will we do? No, I'm kidding. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know, but kid ba- like YouTubers that kids look up to the they either have, they are either very questionable personalities themselves or their fan bases are the questionable ones they're very what like like the like they are either very questionable people themselves or mm-hmm. the fan base is fucking toxic it's either one really yeah i'll be honest um k-pop has a huge uh flack for being for having very toxic stance mm. like they're and for me, I feel like there are a few stands who. I mean, uh, yes, huh? I can, I can see how like the K-pop stands are very uh, toxic, and there's also there's like you can find like very few who are not toxic. True, but then when it comes, to, okay, so and hmm? yet they're like overshadowed because of like the the toxic reputation, stand the K-pop True. stands have. If anything, the only the only stand group I think has the biggest um, you know redemption kind of thing is the BTS community, because they have you know they've proved that one they are very good at like you know raising a lot of money for charity. BTS stands have, have like have done a lot of good things for charity as well, which I is mean, good. Yeah, um, they, would, they would support in any way possible, especially exactly. even if charities or not. Yeah, exactly. So BTS, I feel like they have matured past the ways that we've seen them. When BTS kind of started off, yeah, fair point. Either that or like the stands themselves, they kind of grew up and like you know decided to be more mature about themselves like that. Mm, some yeah, yeah. But there are some stands which I've seen that like um, are annoying. I, I I don't mean my sister. My sister is actually kind of chill. <laughs> just imagine, just, just once she hears you, she's just like. No, 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 seriously. I I have talked to her about this because, like, sometimes when it comes to stand, when it comes to stand Twitter, she will rant about 
some things that she doesn't like about it as well to me um for example like for for example did you know that um there's an there's an element of uh english now which is completely offensive nowadays because it's linked to like african-american slavery what slur is that okay like they're not slurs like people say that they're slurs but apparently it's offensive like things like you know uh finna like bay yasqui like things that like terms that usually you hear from like black people what apparently that's offensive how is it wait how is it offensive to slavery that those type of terms don't even those type of terms don't even exist back then exactly no because like black people used to use like black people use it a lot that's the thing just because black people use it a lot like and we and like you know non-black people are using it they, they think it's cultural appropriation ah i see like i mean like i understand where they're coming from but at the same time like you can't really call uh how do i say like you can't really race like like race block uh, a language or like a dialect or something i mean yeah that's true i mean it's not really culture- people- furthermore it's not I mean, there are people who are like bilingual as well yeah exactly and furthermore it's not really cultural appropriation because no one uses it like you know to irritate to like insult people or like be offensive mm. i mean it's just it's just like colloquial it's all, it's all colloquial So yeah, that, that's that's what's genuinely confusing to me, and I and like I've seen articles about it. Like people keep saying that oh, it's offensive because black people use it, and you can't, and you know, non-black people can't use the words that we own and use. But the I don't fucking know. It's just it's weird. <sighs> it's confusing. Also, fun fact: sus is now very, offensive because it very, falls in the same category. Huh? Sus. What? S-U-S. No, that's oh, that's yeah. just stupid. Well, time to cancel everyone who plays Among Us. <laughs> so funny about Sus Among Us. What is yeah. the joke name, sir? Great friend, well named Sus Among Us. <laughs> he has a wife, you know. Norm has you know a what family wonder. <laughs> Do you know what she's called? He got. Yes. He got the trip. Norm has a family wander. Where are the children? Ah uh, man. I. How do I say this? It is. It's it's weird. All right. I don't really. I I don't really respect people who think that just because they say something is offensive, it genuinely is. Like language is language, man. If you don't if you don't use it to offend people, you're good. And mm, but at the end yeah. of the day, you choose what you want to get offended by. Yeah. White people can and choose to get offended those, by black I mean, slurs. And those type and those type of terms, they're not slurs even. They're like in my opinion, they're not slurs at all. Exactly. They're just not slurs. Because they do not those type of words do not exist back then during slavery. Because if, if you say those type of words existed as a way to as a way to offend slavery and what, then you're just dumb. Yeah. You're just are you dumb, you're, stupid, or dumb? Huh? You you're just playing yourself. You're just you're just making yourself look like an idiot. Yeah. If if I was Doctor House, I would just slap the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, man. 
And also, again, I want to just quote 6 9 again. Are you dumb, stupid, or dumb? Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a final, there was a, speaking of 6 9 there was like a little funny ex- incident between him and Lil Nas X. What where, happened? Um, Where like he got like a, where he got like a weird text message from. Uh, I don't know whether that's real though. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Even, even. Six nine show like from his perspective where he didn't send that message at all. Yeah, so it's you seem to forget little nonsense is like I think slightly older than us. So he has a very similar like sense of humor to us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's nineteen ninety nine. He's a nineteen ninety nine kid, so he's like I think two years older than us. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Interesting, huh? He made Old Town Road when he was like eighteen. God damn. <laughs> So yeah, that's speaking. Speaking of which, there's like a lot of like speaking of uh people who are old, who are older than us. Um, there there was there was an actor, right? Um, a recent actor. Uh, for the last year's Kamen series, um, Fumia Takashi, right? Um, yeah. He's a 2001 kid, apparently. He's a 2001. He's a, two, he's a 2001. He's like around our age, and he's already. He is like our two, age. Yeah, he he's he's like around. Yeah, he's like yeah, he is our age, and he's like freaking. He had like two movies and damn, there's two movies and one comedy series. Yeah, yeah, he's done one comedy series, and he's now currently doing an, another drama at the moment. That's cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, like oh, damn. No, if anything today, like this, this and this entire Balayan has proven that like. Age is not really uh, like mm. has never been like yeah. a, a like to stop anyone from getting what you know from getting famous and like being successful. Look at Billie Eilish; she's she's also our age. Look at her now; she's like she's won Grammy after Grammy after Grammy, which is excellent. So yeah, and then furthermore, like there's yeah, so much, re- so much yeah, more age. Age really doesn't matter if they can pull up in really good acting as well. Yeah, look at Millie Bobby Brown, for example. Uh, she she started off as like you know a very small role, and I think I, I which forgot what like expanded, like, which expanded a lot, especially like from Stranger Things, and now she has a yeah. own like makeup line and production company. Mm. And also other involvement as well in like yeah. other movies and Godzilla v Kong. Mm, that too, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing her in the train. I was like, oh, she's in the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. So yeah, like let let this be a lesson to everyone. Like you know, just if you, if you want to set up your dreams, go for it. <laughs> There's no such thing as like I don't I only have to wait for like you know years years later to be good at it. But whereas for Asians, uh, just follow your dreams after you get money. <laughs> uh, don't give up entirely. Oh, yeah. Just and follow your dreams to get money. In in quote of like the older Doctor Who actors from like the classic series, right? Uh-huh. Um, they say right like. Age really doesn't matter when it comes to playing the doctor. If they, if they really, if they can pull off really well, as both like, like giving a vibe of a young doctor, but also giving the sense of an old doctor as well, uh-huh. then they're they're that good of an actor as well. They're that good of an actor already. And mm. an example of that would be David Tennant and Matt Smith. Ooh, because they, they they pull off like. They can pull a like very cheery, like very cheery sides to them, like, to their characters as the doctor. But they can also show like 
behind behind those those solemn eyes hmm. behind those eyes they can portray a very old man who's tired of work yeah. which is really good especially with Matt Smith as well hmm. like he can show the expression of like where you can both look young and old at the same time which is really good hmm. as well so when it comes to act so it doesn't re- so when it comes to acting it really doesn't matter regarding age then if that they're good if they're that good to begin with then fuck yeah <laughs> definitely all right so that being said, singles with tom holland as well oh yeah yeah definitely look at look at tom holland he started in like he started like, with, he, with spider-man he started out in like a nat- yeah, no he started out in like a natural disaster movie when he was like a kid what that's cool wait let me look at what one movie was hold up tom yeah holland. please go for it because uh, I remember that he 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 kind of sw- he kind of shot to the mainstream after the MCU. Let's see. Uh, hmm. Let's see, where was it? He was in mu- he was a he was in a musical at first when he was a kid. Ah, um, uh, what was it called? Let's see. Uh, what movie was the Ah the Impossible? Oh, okay. he was in the Impossible. It was a it was a disaster drama film. Ooh, that's cool. All right, yeah. So I think that was his first main credit, but I don't think anyone noticed him then. But I, what I meant to say I is, think he, I saw it. I think I saw it on TV. I'm not sure. Ah, uh, anyway. So yeah, after after Spy, after like MCU, you notice that like he showed up in like lots of different movies here and there. He's there's an Uncharted movie coming on next mm, year. Yeah. Um, Cherry and Chaos Walking, both of them star Tom Holland. They were released this year. Oh yes. And and then with uh, No Way Home releasing in Christmas, that's it. Like his his contract with the MCU is done. And he was also in Chaos Walking. He's going to be in Chaos Walking exactly. as well. No, he, Chaos Walking's already released. Oh right. So okay. it's Cherry. Cherry is another movie, um, which is coming out on Apple TV, I think. <laughs> Who even watches Apple TV? Am I right? Apple TV is for those people who like who have way too much money. Anyway, so, oh yeah, this this brings me to like one more thing before we wrap it up and move to recommendations, right? So, a lot of people nowadays, if you notice that they're not watching cable anymore, right? Hmm. Nowadays, yeah. Nowadays, it's either like streaming services and streaming YouTube. services or YouTube or something. Yeah. Meaning, okay. And now, right now, we're in the we're in the war of streaming services. <laughs> like a lot of streaming services are, are, are like trying to one up each other everywhere. Netflix is spending boatloads of money on like new original shows. There's always Disney, so on and so forth. Like, if you did, in case Investor Day didn't prove it, Disney is like making a lot of new shows just very quickly to be released over the, like the next four years. It in in case you didn't know, all the all, all the shows that were released in 2021. So One Division, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they were all announced in 2019. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and who knows how long we need to wait before we get What If, uh, Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, mm. all the new MCU movies, and so on and so forth with like, you know, new Disney movies as well. But I, but I, but I do know that like you know Marvel, like sorry, Disney, Disney overall is really pushing a lot of new stuff on Disney Plus. They really want people to get it. 
and Netflix is also trying to fight it. Amazon is the only one who's kind of just, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Amazon's kind of just like chilling out of it. I mean, they got all right. That's the only thing. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> and My the office. My wife misses me. But her life is getting better. Her life is getting better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing good that they have, which actually won awards, was Borat from Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. I remember that. The second Borat film is already out, and I want to watch it so bad. Nice. Like, but I, but I, but I think I should watch the first film first, right? I think so. So, yeah. Um, gun to your head. Which streaming service would you keep if you would stick to one streaming service for the rest of your life? What would it? Be? Hmm? If you would, st- if you would stick to one streaming service for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh that's a difficult one. Audience, you can think about that as well. I'm I'm very interested to hear your thoughts when maybe the we video should, highlights. Maybe we should make a poll as well of like the different streaming services. Yeah, definitely. I'm very interested. Of to see like that. Netflix, Disney Plus, uh, what else? Amazon. Amazon Prime. HBO Max, Hulu, Apple TV. There's so much more. Dude. Hulu is dying a bit though. That that's exactly why a lot of its Hulu originals are coming to Disney Plus. Mm. Uh, Solar Opposites speaking is of, uh, it's a sci-fi show done by the, Amazon okay. Prime. A comrade Amazon series is on it. <laughs> that's a wild. Uh, and the boys is on it as well. Oh yeah, the boys. That's another one. And yeah, so Hulu is uh, another one. And right now with uh, Star on Disney Plus, Star is like you know it's more adult content on Disney Plus. Uh, that that's where you have like X Men, the Deadpool movies. The Planet of the Apes. They have the Planet of the Apes on Disney Plus. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, the originals and the Andy Circus remakes. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot Andy Circus was one of the. He was the Caesar movie. from Planet of the Apes. Right. Yeah, I remember. I remember now. Sorry. And that's one of his best mocap performances ever. Actually, what was Andy Circus's best performance? Smeagol or Caesar? both <laughs> yeah true and he was also cheap. he was also uh, what's his name uh Klaus. Uh, klaus klaus from black oh, panther klaus, uh, right, yeah and also what's his name uh supreme leader snook in the sequel trilogy oh wow that's cool he he pulled up like a very terrifying villain for the force awakened but then he got underplayed in the last Jedi, really. Hmm. I mean, yeah, let's not talk about the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, update on me uh, getting into Star Wars. We're gonna watch the Return of the Jedi, like I think later today or this week. I don't know. Yeah, maybe tonight. Maybe at seven. Maybe. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I, I I mean I I do need to edit and you need to get some chores done after this. Yeah. But yeah, let's let let's try making it happen like after you're done with your chores or whatever. I got all day, boy. I can do this all day. I know. Yeah, I know. I want <laughs> <laughs> oh, to watch Avengers Endgame again. To be honest, I yeah. There's I, I re- ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Back back to the question: What streaming service would you keep? Remember, if you choose one, the rest are then all snapped out of existence. 
Shit. Uh, I can't choose more than one. Can I? Can I not choose at all? <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's the magic of you know having so many choices. Yeah, that's a problem, man. Okay, you know I, what? I'm, free. I'm not I'll give you free choices. Three. Okay. Um. Hmm. Disney Plus. Uh huh. Netflix. Uh huh. Amazon. Ooh. All right. Okay. For me. Because Netflix I can watch, Disney, Because yeah. I mean, Netflix, I can just. Because Netflix, I can watch Lucifer and other shows as well. Exactly. And Netflix also has like actual original shit. Some of them are good. Some of them are. Meh. Vanilla. <laughs> I, could, I mean, might as, well, might as well watch Teen Wolf of Vampire Diaries or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, so some of them are excellent, like Stranger Things or. Mm, yeah, that too. That too. Mm. And I think, dude. And Amazon, I can just watch The Boys and come here to Amazon's. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, okay, for me. <laughs> A series called Come to Amazon's is streaming on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> That's some excellent um, marketing. Okay, so for me, what would I choose? Uh, Netflix and Disney Plus because Netflix is, you know, Netflix has amazing original shows as well. And it, it has a bigger variety as compared to Disney Plus. I mean, hey, Disney Plus has a lot of different IPs. It has, you know, Marvel and Pixar and Nat Geo and so on and so forth. But Netflix actually bothers to experiment with its genres and like have different things here there. Mm-hmm. Netflix revitalized romantic comedies with the To All The Boys trilogy. Netflix, you know, kind of brought like a new generation of like storytelling where you can, you know, where the storytelling can be as weird as you can, weird as you want. Think about it this way. Do you think Disney would allow like something as weird, like, you know, com- like something as weird and wonderful as Stranger Things? Wait, wait, who would allow? Disney. Do you think mm, Warner no. Brothers would? I mean, I think Warner Brothers would. Maybe Warner Brothers would actually, mm. especially yeah. the Gotham TV series, which ended actually. Uh, oh man! Because I mean, technically, it already did end it really with like um, Bruce becoming Batman and all, and it's it's like starting off with like it, I mean, it's kind of like playing out with like how the Batman starts and all. So mm. okay, all right, so. And yeah, like with Netflix, you can always have like a huge variety of shows from good to bad. You know, that's that's thirteen reasons why, which is universally terrible, but it's there. Yeah, I mean, the first season was okay. The first season is the only good season. Yeah, it's always the first season. It's always the first season. Yeah, of any and show, really. Precisely. Yeah, Riverdale also had that formula. The first season was the best. <laughs> I miss Riverdale when it was actually a good show. Uh, it's going on for another season already. Damn it. So is Flash. It's going on for season eight. Please, please end Flash after season eight, please. I, I, I beg you. Because I, 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 I don't think I want to see, like, the same, the same kind of story again and again. Hmm, yeah. Make it end with a reverse Flash boss battle. Do it, CW, you fucking cowards. <laughs> Please. Okay, but seriously. Um, yeah, but Disney Plus because duh. Um, we're all we're all slaves to Mickey Mouse. So. Oh boy, that's all good to be slave. Oh. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm kick some ass. Yeah, and personally for me, I grew up on Disney stuff. So. 
I can't like I have too much of an emotional connection to Disney properties as it is. You know, I grew up on things like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Handy mm, yeah, Manny and Phineas and Ferb. Mishka, Mishka, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and 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 right now, okay, right now my girlfriend and I are watching the Mickey Mouse cartoons, like the the shorts from like 2015 to something. You know those like five to ten minute like skits that they have in between episodes in Disney Channel. Mm, yeah. The entire show is on Disney Plus now. You can watch it. All of those shots. And furthermore, with Disney Plus, like there's there's like a good amount of originals as well. Like for example, I for example, Pixar's Spark Shots collection is one of the best things I've ever seen on that on that streaming site. Mm. So what is Spark Shots? Spark Shots is just like Pixar gives a bunch of film, uh, like a bunch of um, animators at Pixar a budget and a time limit. Let them make whatever they want to make. And in that, we have. Pixar's first ever gay film, like film about the LGBT. And we have, I think, two films about. Wait, what, wait what film? Wait, what film is that? The LGBT. LGBT uh, one? Out. It's called Out. Oh. Out is Pixar's first ever, not theatrical release with a gay couple. Just good. Oh. Pixar's making steps, and furthermore, it's what filmmakers want to tell in their style, their way. We're going back to we're going back to what we touched on in the Zack Snyder like uh, when we're talking about the Zack Snyder Justice League. Let filmmakers do what they want to do. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Let artists do what they want to do. Let them follow their heart. Insert heart of an artist joke right there. This is the heart of an artist. Not. There you go. <laughs> we have not done that in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um. But. <laughs> no, but seriously though, I I'll always stand by the side of like you know let the artists do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Because you're an artist, I'm also an artist. So let us, you know, and I and I always will understand, like you know, let the artists follow their hearts. Because that's because that's what you're judging. Mm. If 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 artists want to make hollow shit, that's up to them. But if but let them follow their passion. Let them put out their heart. Because trust me, it's gonna be better. That's what that that's the difference between the Whedon's Snyder. Uh, that's the that's the, that's the difference between Whedon's Justice League, and Snyder's Justice League. Whedon's Justice League was corporate, was made for a corporate. Snyder's Justice League, that is some heart of an artist shit right there. Because he wanted, because that is when he like wanted to put some effort into it, especially I think with Clone Wars as well. Precisely. Clone Wars, Mandalorian, that's a love letter to Star Wars. Star Wars, exactly. Because and and, because, and it's better than anything the sequel trilogy has made up. Exactly, and because. He know because guy guys like uh, what's his name? Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> why why am I not? Why am I not? Self-proclaimed Star Wars fanatic doesn't know the names. Fuck you. Uh, uh, fuck. Uh, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Right, right. Uh huh. What did he right, do? Uh, uh, right. Because he's the one who uh directed and created the Clone Wars TV shows, I expect uh-huh. Rebels and uh the Mandalorian TV show. Uh-huh. And he knows he should because he's been because he's like a Star Wars fan in to begin with, like that. Yeah, exactly. And he he understands both the originals and the prequels with such depth to the point where you like. Exactly. So it's like the sequel trilogy is made for a corporate. It's like was made by corporate. Like the writing was slipshod, as as many people have pointed out. It's you know the movies were overall terrible. People want it to you know be. Dusted out of existence. 
uh, and or remade or something with the original directors like bring lucas back or something oh uh, yeah or even better just let abrams direct the entire trilogy instead of having Rian johnson like do one yeah Rian johnson Ryan Johnson just taking the last Jedi just really fucks it over. Mm. For some reason, they, they should just let one director do the entire trilogy the way he and he, uh, he wanted it to. So yeah, that's that. That's cool. Anyway, I think we found our <sighs> I think we found our title. Not hard of an artist again because we have a title about that already. Hmm. Anyway, so heart and, uh, the heart and soul of an artist. There. <laughs> heart and soul the heart and soul the heart, and soul. heart and soul of filmmakers i guess let's go no just just go with the heart and soul all right sure okay so yeah with that being with that wonderful uplifting message let's jump to recommendations what you got you first <laughs> fuck you <laughs> all right um i would recommend uh I have nothing to recommend. Shit. <laughs> I guess, uh, okay, since since it's a very broad subject, I think Justin Bieber's new album. Huh. <laughs> that wide-eyed stare that you gave me just now was everything. Yeah, um, it released, like, I think uh, a couple days ago. And I, for, for someone who doesn't really like mainstream pop as much, I'm trying to get back into it. It's not bad. Like, there are some songs which just kind of, uh, it's kind of generic, but there are some songs which are good. What? Hmm? No, I, I, I saw you mouthing something. No, just something with mouth. Sorry. Oh, okay. Wait, what were you saying? I got yeah, us. like, there are, some, there are some tracks of them which are kind of decent. So, yeah, Justin Bieber's new album, Justice. Rains from above. <laughs> yeah, it's just called Justice. Hmm. Uh, for recommendations, um, I think I'll recommend a song as well. Uh, a few Go songs. Uh, uh, when the sun goes down by Arctic Monkeys. Ooh. Okay. Um. Let's see. I'm saying. Um, Make a Spotify playlist. Got it. I don't. I don't have a Spotify playlist. I mean, you have a free uh, Spotify account, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, Yosobi Yasashi Suise, the first take. And Tajuroku by the Tokyo Sky Paradise Orchestra. Wow. Which is cool. That song is more like a jazz, a little bit of a jazzy song, which Mm. I think anyone could get into really. Oh, uh, oh yeah, also be just like very emotional and Arctic Monkey, uh, the Arctic Monkeys one is just like how say, um, like you get like you get two different vibes just transitioning very instantly mm-hmm. like that, so to speak. Mm-hmm. All right, and and one more recommendation since we're on the topic of jazz, soul mm-hmm. soundtrack. The soul soundtrack. Soundtrack from Disney's uh from Pixar's new film Soul. It's all jazz. I oh, am. It's a hundred percent jazz. I mean, the I mean, the guy is a jazz teacher, so exactly. Music teacher. Yeah. Also, again, in case, in case, uh, I should say it again. Go watch Soul, please. It's a good movie. P 
Pete Doctor is a great director, and and I, and I wanted to make more movies. All right, right now he's the CEO of Pixar after John Lasseter stepped down. Sure. You don't know John Lasseter stepped down? I did not know. Sexual assault allegations. Ah. And furthermore, Lasseter kind of like forced the direction into some other way, and once he stepped down, the films kind of got better. Hmm. So yeah. Anyway, with that being said, thank you everybody so much for listening slash watching. And if you like what we, you know, if if you like what we do, and if you want to get in contact with us and talk about the things that we said during the course of this episode, we can be found on our link trees. I'm on D3DJ at everything: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pornhub. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, not Facebook, Pornhub. I think I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, other other sites as well on YouTube as well. Um, and Hamza. Same goes with our link trees as well. My mine being Dagapitin or official DCT on Twitter and such. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah. Till next time. I'm Diraj. I'm Ham. And Lisa. Huh? Subscribe. Subscribe.